All right, welcome to another episode of Behind the Song. It's your host, Joey D. And uh, right now, it's a red-letter episode for me. I haven't talked to this guy in such a long, long while. But uh, my, my history, uh, not, not with just him, but with the music that he has created throughout the years is very long history. So you guys are going to have to forgive me because I'm going to be talking a lot about uh, my personal experiences, uh, only because I'm really excited uh, to, to go through time a bit. Uh, because our guest right now is a former... Uh, songwriter and uh, guitar player and uh, frontman for a band called Sugar Free, but uh, for a time he's been going under the moniker uh, Ebe Dancel, uh, his solo thing. And uh, again, thank you so much, Ebe, for joining me uh, on my podcast. And uh, it's been a while. Kumusta ka? Like uh, in general, before we get to the meat and potatoes, what have you been busy with? Uh, how's life? It has been a while. Good to see you, man. It's good to see you. Uh, yeah. Um, when the lockdown was announced, initially, there was a clamor for uh, online performances. So I did a lot of those. And then napapansin ko dahan-dahan, nag-dwindle na shows. Uh, but, but right now, I'm busiest with my work as uh, A&R manager of a new independent label called Widescope Entertainment. So we've signed up. Artists like uh, 46 Hope Street from Manila, Jam Quijano from Los Banos, Laguna, uh, Letrang Norte from Cagayan. We have Catharsis also from Manila City, we, we signed. And uh, the oldest guy in the roster. So I, I signed myself to the label. <laughs> so, yeah, that, uh, I've been producing most of the songs aside from being a and r it's a very it's hard work kasi ano eh lalo na ngayon Joey we uh, we're forced to record from from our own homes we don't, we don't encourage uh going to the studio right now so it's a lot of file sharing a lot of zoom sessions which isn't ideal I said Zoom naman is for, you know, Zooms for conversations. But we have to make do with uh, what we have. And also, I have, I have my singles. But uh, my producer is also my manager, Sirico Blanco. And he's one of the best at what he does. So, you know, I'm in very good hands that way. All I have to do is write songs and tell him about it. Then we, we talk a lot about uh, what we can do, what we shouldn't be doing. It's it, my life is still very music oriented. I love how how you know we're we're all like in different phases because I remember I met you. We were both you know like well we're still both musicians, but uh, we were really busy like being musicians at the time. Uh, like oh, yeah. we were mentioning a while ago, we were just playing and drinking. Uh, that's what <laughs> we were doing uh, back then. Um, yeah. But it's very um, it's very weird uh, to see, but also very. Uh, very, I'm very happy to see it that so many things has changed. Um, number one, you look great. You look healthy. Um, <laughs> and I, I know you've been doing the bike thing throughout the years. Uh, you got a dog, which, which, uh, which, which I really relate to. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a dog lover. No wonder we get along and, and whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you're, you're, you're eating healthy. What, came, what brought about this change? Uh, I'm curious because it, it has been happening for a while, but I never really got to ask you uh, why the decision. Uh, because it's a big step to take, especially, you know, habit forming and whatever. It, it's hard right. to take that one step. Right. Uh, at some point, it wasn't that I felt I was overweight. Because I didn't really mind back in the day. Pero kasi ma, dumarating na yung time na uh, and then right after me, like, uh, a young band, bata pa sila, then the sponge colas and the talalilis would go on stage and then they'd be so full of energy and then I'd go, nah, I used to be like that. So there's a conscious, una, it was a conscious effort to, you know, choose what to eat. Because my family has a you know, history of hypertension and, and all. And then, uh, I started, especially when I moved to Los Baños, I started taking running seriously. So, yung 30-minute runs ko, nagiging hanggang mabuo ko na yung 5 kilometers. 5 became 10. She came 21. And then finally, I was able to do one marathon. So, back, nasa bucket list yun. And then, 
uh, uh, but right now it's it's more it's more biking. Yeah. I love uh, I miss being outdoors and parang kasi when, when you're biking, especially when I'm alone, it's just me and the wind against my face and and the road and it gives me because I do I do my biking like uh, 5:30 or 6 in the morning. So parang tone setter talaga siya. Eh. Para it helps me clear my head, focus on you know whatever it is that I have to do for the day. But most of the time is I I do it na lang. I used to do it because I wanted to uh, be fit, I wanted to lose weight, all that. But right now I just really want I just really enjoy it. I I love being outdoors, especially at this time when during the lockdown. Um, or, most of the time, so fresh air is always good. Well, that, that's awesome. Um, I, I'm always worried that if you know, if if other musicians, you know, especially from from our batch of guys who used to hang out and go drinking, uh, <laughs> I'm always worried. that like like I find myself enjoying pre-pandemic. I enjoyed hanging out at hardware stores, not really going <laughs> to gigs. Yeah. na sa akin yung Ace Hardware, uh, or or you know I. I'd sit down in the middle of Ortigas Park and just watch people, uh, but not really like hang out in the evening and oh, I, I saw this band and whatever. I mean, we'll always love it. Uh, but you know, again, I'm, I'm very, very happy like, uh, like, like seeing the, the stuff that you've been doing. But we are going to go back in time a bit. We are, we are, we're going to ride a time machine because again, uh, we are going to be talking about the song um, Mariposa. We're going to be talking about a few songs. But uh, before we get to the, to the main story behind that song, um, I just want to tell, uh, I just want to say for the record that it was such a hard process choosing just one song that you wrote. I mean, it, it was, it was literally a bitch and, uh, <laughs> the, the, you know, it was, it was, it, there are just so many awesome songs, but I think, uh, the reason, Lalo Neng Sawakas, it has such a special place, uh, in not just mine, but a lot of people's hearts, um, a lot of people don't know the exact story. Uh, of course, I've heard the story from industry people and whatnot. But I remember the first time I saw you, um, it was the first time ever. And I didn't even know you were there. It was a Cynthia Alexander gig, a 70s bistro. Oh, yeah. And Cynthia Alexander just basically said, oh, look, there's this guy, si Ebe, and hands you the guitar and you play a few songs. And then immediately yeah. I was hooked. I was like, wow. Um, 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 I mean, you know, in the most respectful way possible, I was like, yeah, I, I'm pretty, I'm good. I don't even have to watch the Cynthia set anymore. Um, I think you performed Mariposa that night and another favorite of mine, Unang Araw. And oh, after yeah, that, yeah. the next time I saw you, you were already playing Music Museum as, as the full <laughs> band. And yeah. it's funny because I finally mustered the enough courage to go up to you and say, dude, I'm going to set you and whatever. It was so funny to me because your reaction was malakas yung base. <laughs> and you look you had this look that was really disappointed. And I was like, how the fuck is this guy bummed? He just killed it this night. And, and so I went, base. You don't think so? And I was like, no, no, dude, it sounded fine. And you're like, no, malakas yung base. <laughs> so that yeah, was really funny. But then the problem was I had to wait a few years because before I could, you know, you know, get that those songs on CD. So what was the story behind? Why did it take so long for that album? Uh, Sawakas, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, we got signed by, by Viva. I, I don't think it's a secret. We got signed by Viva along with River Maya and it, the Itcher Worms, Kamikaze, Brown Beat, All Stars, uh, Imango. Radioactive Solo Project. Basta parang they went on a signing spree and then they, they really wanted to get all these bands uh, together. But uh, two weeks, two or three weeks into recording the first single, hahaba yung usapan if I talk about it, but uh, they had to stop recording. We had to stop recording. And then it was on hold for a couple of years. And then Angie got in touch with me and said, um, they have a label now. So you can, no, we don't. Eh. So I mean, yeah, let's, let's finish your album anyway. So Angie, I don't have money. Sorry, I don't have a job. I don't have anything. And then he said, uh, one of the sweetest things that a uh, person can ever tell me. He goes, I, 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 have, I have a kid. 
So when my kid grows up, I think it would be a shame if he doesn't hear uh, these songs. So I think it's my duty to uh, now to finish. Yeah, yeah, those were his exact words. And so we did, we did. And then uh, EMI Philippines, Poly, it's Poly East now. EMI Philippines uh, signed us up and you know, so it took two years to actually finish uh, everything. That's why the album's called Sawakas. What I mean, you already had all those songs. I'm pretty sure you didn't write those songs like the time I saw you. They were already in the bank for sure. Like, yeah, were you always were. like a like as a songwriter, as an artist? Did you have those songs before Sugar Free? Um, because I've always known you to be sort of that guy who'd always have the guitar and and you know <laughs> were a, you were a fan of the bands. Uh, did you have those songs before Sugar Free? Pa, um, like like where did those songs yeah. come from? I had, uh, I think, Kintai. From my college band days, Hintai and Telepono and Hintai, uh, Telepono, and Unang Araw. I wrote, uh, oh my gosh, Tagalase. Yeah, I think those three songs I wrote before Sugar Free. In fact, um, I think it's those three songs that I na Sugar Free because my college band was fronting for Session Road at uh, Freedom Bar. And then, parang they befriended me after the set. Sabi nila, when's your next show? So I go, oh, we're done. <laughs> this was our last show. So sabi nila, eh, those are decent songs. So why don't, you know, let's let's form a band. And then we would practice at their house. One na lang made me drum set doon, may amps. Hindi nga ako sure kung may mic eh. But yeah, those three songs we rearranged. And then nagkaroon na ng, nagkaroon na ng uh, parang identity. As early as then, nagkaroon ng identity yung Sugar Free. Parang it was rock, and then it was pop, parang, and then parang it was in between. Uh, so you couldn't really tell, you know, are these guys pop or are these guys rock? And then the, the, the melodies were, you know, very happy. But the lyrics, when you listen, the lyrics are so sad. So parang there was that... Uh, I think that contrast that made things very interesting for the man. Well, it was always interesting to me because um, I also couldn't explain it myself as a listener. Uh, again, those two gigs that 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 are strongly in my mind right now. Um, you know, as as a lot of people know, I was in a heavy metal band, and and you know, common logic would dictate would dictate that I wouldn't like it. But then I really liked it, um, the, which is why it was so funny. Now that people, wow, you listen to that, and, and I was like, yeah, yeah. It's like if you scrolled on my iPod, it was like Sky Church and then Sugar Free, uh, right there. <laughs> so know, I was like, yeah, wow. Yeah, you know, Joe. When 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 the band came out with the album, ano yun eh? Yun yung time ng uh, on the on one hand of the. On one end of the spectrum, it was the time of Sila Paula Santos and uh, MYMPs. It was all acoustic and uh, lots of covers. On the other side, naman yun, that was the time na talagang Slapshot and Greyhounds and Chico Sai. Uh, all those bands, talaga, they were loud and they, they were fun. They were in your face and <laughs> there was us. So, parang medyo weird talaga eh, because we would have shows with MYMP or Paulo Santos or people would go, hey, you guys are too loud. And then we'd play with, <laughs> we'd play with Slapshock. Some of them would go, that's too soft, man. <laughs> but you know what's interesting? I do remember, I think it was SummerSlam. Basta sa Marikina pa yun eh. Yung Marikina, notorious yan eh. If, if they like you, they really like you. If they don't like you, naku, good luck. So, it was a, it was a show with uh, all of the big guns. Greyhound, Slapshop, uh, Chikusai, and Jeez. So, we were so scared. What are we doing here? But the people, ano na yun, uh, Mariposa was already on, on NU. And then, by the time we went down, parang, I do, I do remember uh, Jameer. Si Jameer lumapit pa sa akin. 
hey man, that's really good. Say, I don't know si Jameer sobrang bite mo. Oh, di ba? Parang na-intimidate kami dun sa exenomy. We all became friends uh, eventually, but it was a pretty weird time <laughs> to be a pop rock band. Napuro yeah. Tagalog yung kanta. Tagalog. So, yeah. Well, now that we're talking about like uh, Sawakas and, and, and the songs that came with it, because it, to, to this day, uh, I don't think I ever told you because, uh, you know, it's just not cool that you know, talk about ourselves all the time. But to this day, sabi ko, yung Sawakas is one of those rare albums na, na dude, walang tapon. Like, from start to finish. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you get that a lot. But I was like, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I guess the reason why I'm comfortable saying it because, you know, I don't I don't bullshit people or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, from start to finish. Like, did you know? Uh, did you know that these songs were great? You know, as a writer, of, of course, you don't think about yourself that in that way. But like when you were finishing the album, when you're recording it, like, could you feel it in your gut now? You know what? These aren't ordinary songs. Eh? Uh, I'm curious if you ever felt that way or the band ever felt that way. I knew they were good enough to be presented to people, to be recorded and played in front of people. But never did, did I think, my songs are better than these and, and that. Uh, I do, because we just kept, Wala kaming label, wala kaming shows. So we just kept working and working and working um, on the songs. So by the time na lumabas siya, hinog na hinog na talaga. They've been, those songs went through so many shows. Uh, opening for the Eraserheads and River Maya at Mayrix and Seventies Bistro or wherever. Wherever na pagmamakawa kami at papatugtugin kami. But I'm didn't really think uh to, to be to be perfectly honest i didn't think it would have uh such an impact on on people and on the scene in general we were just a bunch of guys who were hungry for shows we just wanted to play our own songs i i remember the the energy that uh, you guys would play again you're a pop rock band uh, but but there was so much energy. I I loved you know I loved how Mitch really like played pounded the skins. Um, oh, yeah. Jal always yeah. had a great bass sound and whatnot. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm really curious. Like um, well here we go with the meat and potatoes of the show. Like like a song like Mariposa. Um, how do you write a song like that? Like uh, <laughs> I, I'm. I'm dumbfounded that, you know, is it personal experience? Which sort of like added to the charm to it. Like no one really knew the story behind it. Uh, there were a lot of versions. There were a lot of theories. But like, sure. how do you come up with that? Everything about that song from the intro, uh, the guitar line. Um, I, again, you know, it's easy to do the Gin Blossoms things. Uh, you know, just play power chords, done. But you <laughs> yeah, had like yeah, a yeah. guitar line. Like uh, that, you could sing that guitar line, right? So how how yeah. did that whole thing come together? I'm really curious. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people are asking me if Mariposa is about the motel, and you know what? It really is about the motel. Like when when people say when people ask, is it about the motel? Parang yeah. lang kami Start asking. Because here's the story. All right, here's 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 the story. I think it was in 1998. Oh, I forgot. Uh, Mark Abaya who was studying in Ateneo. Uh, he needed help with his thesis, so he was making a short film. I do remember Mon Mondo Mon Castro was there. Uh, Kelly Mangas of Kwan was part of the production, and for some reason, Mark said. You, sh- you should uh, no, you should be like one of my main actors. <laughs> and I had no experience in acting whatsoever. <laughs> but you know, that was a time that there weren't shows, there weren't really there wasn't anything I, I didn't have anything going for myself. So Sabiko, yeah, okay, she get help. And then one of the uh, pivotal scenes, uh, they they brought us to uh, Mariposa in Marcos Highway. And then while waiting, sabi ni Mark, Ebe, why don't you just rest here? There's there's a spare room. Use it. In your first experience going to a motel, magpasok ko parang, oh, there's a mirror like on the headboard. Okay. Oh, some on the sides too. 
Tapos pag-higaan ko ng gano'n, sabi ko, wow, there's a mirror on the ceiling. So, what are all these chimeras? Very innocent pattern. I don't know what all these mirrors are for. I, I do know that motels are for lovers. And then I was alone in, in, in the room. I started laughing. Second, this is so ironic. Um, I'm in a motel and I'm all alone. And then I go, would you, la- would you want to be alone in a motel room? And then I just translated it. Ayoko nang mag-isa. So that's where, um, that's where the idea was born inside the motel room. So I finished the song, and then back then I had a lot of time. Mahilig pa ang magitara dante, so I came up with the I came up with the guitar lines with the intro and all. <coughs> and then pinarinig ko kay Buddy Zabala. And it so happened that uh, his wife, si Ernest, was out of town for the weekend. So he called me. Sabi niya, "Hey, I'm actually free tonight because as Buddy of the Eraserheads, he's never free." <laughs> And then he had one night, sabi niya, come on, come on, come on over. And then we recorded on his eight track. So, gumawa lang siya ng, I think if you look hard enough, I think that uh, that version is on YouTube. I don't know how it made its way there. But oh, wow. he just made uh, like a click track that doubled as the, as the drums. So, but it was really slow. So Mariposa was uh, initially, it was like a slow rock. So okay, <laughs> if you can believe it, if you can believe it. Uh, actually, during my solo sets at uh, Conspiracy, I see Mariposa that way, and people are like, "Wow, is that like a new version?" So it's original version. It just so happens that we have a drummer like Mitch Singson who will pound away. Parang, de, 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 listen to that man. And then, as it is, and then he started going, taka, 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 taka. Yeah, sounds good. And then, Jal also. Jal is, like, that guy is really good at what he does. He's very smart. And he always helps out with, with the arrangement. Kasi siya yung, ano eh, siya yung musical genius ng band eh. And then these are the chords, and then you can well, they make inversion here and there. So, uh, yeah, it became like this really, really loud song with, with really loud uh, guitars. And then Pico uh, Blanco produced most of the first album. That's exactly how he wanted it. He wanted it loud. Because, oh, wow. para, ako ko lang mga bagay na to. Because, oh, um, like, yeah, uh, we recorded that song 20 years ago, 2001. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, 20 years ago. Can you believe it? 20 years ago. Can you believe it? Um, my God. Maybe I'll text what? Mitch later. <laughs> <laughs> Do you realize that was 20 years ago? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll text him later. <laughs> But like I'm curious before we like we get into the, the other details like 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 the guitars like I mentioned a while ago um again one of my most memorable I think it was at 77 uh in Hemady um I was so surprised and I was I was giddy like a little girl because you mentioned one of my all-time favorite bands uh you mentioned Popsicle and I couldn't oh, yeah. believe it so we go oh yeah the, the dude from Sugar Free likes Popsicle I like Popsicle then you know the abstinence yeah. we were we were talking about it for a few minutes um, like, where is that where your roots in guitar playing are? Because, uh, like, when I'm sure when you were younger, were you into that stuff? Uh, Popsicle, Gin Blossoms, well, was, was that sure. where it all came from? Well, yeah. Gin Blossoms a little bit, but I was really, really into Popsicle, particularly that uh, album Abstinence. Rico Blanco hmm. and I love that album. No? Parang, isan parang, pag naubusan na kami ng ideas sa studio, parang, what would popsicle do? Popsicle. So, <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you if you ask him, he's gonna say the same thing. Yeah, yeah, we were trying to sound like popsicle. I don't know if we succeeded, but you know, because uh, popsicle ganon din eh. Uh, excellent, 
you know, really pop melodies, happy melodies, and, and really sad lyrics. So there's that contrast uh, that makes things you know, very interesting. Hmm. Like a lyric, well, going back a bit, like lyrically, uh, it's so awesome. The song, you know, you were just in a. It wasn't even about like a an adventure in the motel. You just happened to be there, uh, and you were alone. But like, how did you put the lyrics together? Like, like you mentioned, Kenny, you were lying down, looking at the mirrors. But if you read the lyrics, it's so convincing that it was a big. Not that it wasn't life changing moment, but it, it's. I think I had the image in my mind. Oh yeah, Ebe probably was was hanging out with this girl, and then you know the breakup or whatever. But apparently, no. It was just an idea, a very simple idea. How did you put all those things together, like lyrically? How did that come together for you? Well, I had, I had to pretend like there was there was a someone, there was there was a woman that I would be with for the first and last time. So, hindi mo lang alam inaasam ang panahong makapiling ka sa unat huling pagkakataon. And then there's also a line that goes. Nagsisising, matatapos ang gabing, alam naman nating merong tanning. Don't laugh, yeah. ha? Kasi di ba yung short time, six, three hours? <laughs> so may tanning. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want people to be disillusioned by what, because of what you're hearing now, but really, it's just imagining yourself in a motel. Oh, you only have like a few hours, right? Two hours, three hours, five, five hours. They have an overnight rate also. People just really go for a few hours. As far as I know. As far as I know. As as I know. That's so, awesome. I didn't disillusion ka pa, Joey. No, I, I just... I, I had in my in my mind I was like wow you know Ebe as a songwriter because I related to so much of it always in my mind I was like Ebe probably has a lot of like Casablanca moments yung Belvian Grandois violins in the background masakit na goodbye or whatever I just can't believe that it was you know it was that simple and, uh, were you always like where do you get that sort of training of of being able to put together simple stuff na ganun na uh, and I'm sure you know by now that it just resonated with so many people. Like the, the I think the fucking entire country was listening to that song. Uh, <laughs> like, where do you and get the, that? I don't. I don't. In fact, I do know. I think it's really God given. When when I went to college, I took up creative writing, and then during my first class, the professor went, "Hey, um, before we go on, I want to let you know that." We are not here to teach you how to write. You must already know how to. So we, as your professors, will help you hone that craft. Uh, but I think writing, although although you can get better, you definitely will get better if you put in the work. I think yung, yung, the very foundation of it has to be innate. Yang, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in that, but uh, the... Everything that I have right now is really from God. I, I really do. I really, really do believe that. But I never went to school for it. Like, I can't read notes. Tabs na hindi ako So, pag may nagtatanong sa akin ng tabs na fantasy, why don't you start with an A and work your way up? A and E and then, you know, figure a song out for yourself. It's part of the experience. But a lot of it is like, ano lang talaga. Uh, I like spending a lot of alone time. So, um, and then, uh, writers kasi need to document everything. Eh. Whatever's on your mind. Oh, kasi fleeting lang lahat yan. With everything that's going on in your life, you get distracted uh, uh, for a few seconds and then you lose one great idea. So, I kept writing and writing. Mariposa naman wasn't written like in five minutes or parang, oh, this is the verse, this is the chorus. I do remember mm. that I uh, had to go through uh, some some editing, talaga, like how to fit all the words in, how to make all the words rhyme. And uh, the challenge was, I was writing the verses and I quite enjoyed the process. So I felt it was good enough. So parang, I really needed to make a strong chorus that needed to be more memorable than than the verse. Because 
And I really don't like that. Eh? When I, when I, sometimes I feel like I write songs when the verses, when the verses are good and then the chorus is just, I don't know, tape down. Yeah, yeah. Diba? So, kailangan talaga, as a songwriter, kailangan nag-ascend yung, ano eh. Nag-ascend yung kanta mo eh. So, and then, after that, after that, uh, eto, here's, here's another thing. After that last, Chorus. I didn't know what to write anywhere. I didn't know how to end the song. So sabi ko, Sige, I'm just gonna write down uh, the main idea anyway. How how the song all began. Parang, oh, ayoko mag-isa dito. So I just wrote, ayoko nang mag-isa again and again <laughs> again till the song ended. And yeah, it kind of worked. Yeah, like, I always, I always joked before, like with buddies, you know, when it was, you know, it was still cool to have a sense of humor. I was like, you know what the problem with sugar free is? I don't know whether or not I want I am super happy or I want to shoot myself <laughs> <laughs> after listening. But you know, in the, in the best way possible, of course. Uh, I was like, yeah. good. you know, rarely. And I remember I asked you. I I remember I did an interview with Pulp, and you know, I was as boggled as you. We were all boggled, not to mention drunk. Uh, but um, <laughs> I was boggled. I was like, Ebid, why do you think I like sugar free? But then there are tons of other bands in the same vein that I really can't fucking stand. What is that quality? <laughs> what is that quality of like? Like, did you ever figure it out? Because I never figured it out. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why I like it. I know I like it, but uh, and you know, it, it, it's it's pop rock. You know, there's there's a lot of bands in that vein. Pero especially like uh, not just talking about me, but but the entire country. Um, again, you know, people were driven to tears like when they'd hear your song or or andamigo na puntahang inuman like heated debates na you know what in the like like tayo na mo sugar free talaga and then some idiot would argue another band no another band's better and then debate uh, but right. what do you think it was uh, I mean it, it's it's funny how you mention how simple it's come together because I think as fans we're sort of like expecting like this big Eureka moment of a story. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, I woke up one day and God gave me these lyrics and yeah, said, "Go on, make a hit." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think it is? Like, why, why do so many? Why did so many people relate to it? Uh, like, like if you could step out of your body uh, for a bit and, and sort of like assess yours, because I know as a songwriter and as a musician, you, you know, you, you're 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 very fond of the process. You're you're very fond mm. of criticizing yourself uh i've seen you again like i mentioned a while ago i've seen you after performances where you're like you know this could have been better uh i've seen you do that many times so if you could step out of your body like uh what do you think it was uh now that you know 20 years after it's it's 20 years after so i love you (laughs) i think it's mainly because the experiences are so everyday they're so ordinary. A lot of people go through them, but it just so happens that I wrote those songs at a time when I didn't censor myself yet. I wasn't afraid to be emotional, you know. Because, you know, parang, I mean, you looked at me back then. Until now, di naman ako, di naman ako yung guapo na frontman. Di naman ako. Yo, wala naman ako nung parang maangas na stand on stage that uh, makes people go, oh, I'm, I'm just an ordinary guy. I really believe that. And for the songs to come from an ordinary guy, um, uh, probably made people think, hey, that's my story. Exactly, exactly what, what, what he's saying. Parang, I think, nauna niya lang i-verbalize sa akin. <laughs> or some people would come up to me and then they would say, you know, you say things that I'm afraid of saying, that I'm afraid of telling myself. And I'm, I'm a writer, so I just, I, just really need, I just really needed, and I still need to uh, keep writing. You know? But if there's... Why? Like, I can't say for sure. That's my theory. That, you know, the song's uh, experience is so ordinary. It's so so common um, and the guy who wrote it is <laughs> like a normal guy you know so baka maraming maraming nakasakay doon sa idea na yun mm. well 
uh, when as soon as those songs like uh, not just Mariposa, but as soon as those songs that name Burnout, uh, all those songs that came from that album, was there a point in time when you realized now? Because you know you started off as innocently as any other band. You just had a bunch of songs. Uh, the dream was to record. Uh, um, I'm assuming you knew nothing about the business uh, of how things were done. Um, Basically, you just wanted to jam. Do you remember that first moment when you realized na, holy shit, teka lang, hindi nabiru to. Like, something's happening. Uh, Do you remember that moment? When did you realize that, you know what? This isn't normal anymore. Like, uh, people are... You know, people are listening to you. People recognize you. Uh, was there a certain specific moment when you first realized that, okay, uh, my life is about to change? You know what? That was that one show in Marikina with Slap Shop and Greyhounds and Queso. Mm-hmm. And the people welcomed us. They knew some of the songs already, but to play in front of a scene that you're not really a part of, after that, because I had a girlfriend back then, so I went. I remember going to Freedom Bar because nandun silang lahat watching uh, someone else. And then when 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 I dumating sa Freedom Bar, sabi niya, "How was it? It was very strange." Say why? What happened? Like, we didn't People were dancing along to the songs. They were singing um, along to some songs. So, so that's when I realized na parang, oh my, parang I might be on to something until the, the album uh, came out. And by then, because we had played so many bar shows, people already knew the songs. Pero bar kasi yun is like a hundred people, the same hundred people who go from Freedom Bar to Merix in the 70s Bistro. But when we started doing malls and they were like, Yung 100 nagiging 300 na, and then they knew the songs, and then they actually bought the album. You know what? Yeah. I I never expected people to buy the album. Because <laughs> hmm. it was it was you know shelved for two years, so gusto lang talaga namin tapusin. And then when people started buying the album and lining up uh, to have them sign, sabi ko, I think. I think my life's going to change. It's really yeah. going to be very music centered. Did you get any like weird, like my story in itself is very weird already. Like, <laughs> like dudes listening to pop rock and, and, you know, sensitive quote unquote lyrics. You got to remember this was way before, you know, emo was a cool thing. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like this was sensitive music. Uh, did you, did you get weird reactions? Do you get crazy stories? Uh, do you remember any crazy stories uh, aside from that? Cause that was crazy enough, like playing alongside Slapshock. Uh, and, and oh the yeah. Like. Yeah. Uh, oh but did you get? Did you also get like weird stories from the opposite side of the spectrum? Uh, because again, you were essentially a pop rock band, so you did have your share of gigs that were more pop centric. Did you right. also get weird stories from there? Well, I'm not so sure about that, but for some reason, wherever I went, people wanted to talk to me about this song and that song. Like, what's this song about? Why did? Why are your chords the way they are? So it just it's your normal chords, you're ascending and descending. So it just goes up and down. Yeah, but why are your lyrics like that? Why are your lyrics so sad? And then your chords are so happy. So that's when things started becoming strange for me because you have to remember for for all those years that the album was was uh, almost dead in the studio, we were playing one, two shows a month. Uh, fronting for whoever wanted us to, to, you know, front for them. So nobody really wanted us. That's all, that's what I'm trying to say. So from no, from someone that nobody really paid attention to, to suddenly, you're hanging on to like this line in particular. Medyo, mm-hmm. uh, it's surreal. But to, to be to be very honest. Mm. Well, it, it, it's funny because, um, you know, this, this whole entertainment business thing, is, it's, it's such a funny kind of business. Um, it seems like people are fans of the music or the entertainment, but they're also fans of train wrecks. 
they're waiting for for the disaster of it you know you know how people you know when there's a car crash people pretend yeah, they don't want to look better they're sort of like peeking yeah, 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 yeah i want to see that car crash and whatever yeah. but uh, the funny thing was after sawakas you came out with drama machine which to me was like 10 times even better i was like wow it can't be that good but then when it came out i was like holy shit motherfucker it really is good uh, and you know that was became a trend um, after that, Tala Arawan came out, and I was like, "Wow, these these guys really can't do any wrong." Um, but the funny thing was, seemingly at the top of your game, um, you called it quits. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Who does?" Of course, I was a fan of it. Uh, you know, I was a you know the underground punk rock stuff because that's so punk rock. Bottom that that's that's basically giving the middle finger to everyone. Bottom, all right, show's over. Go home. Uh, what what uh, sort of like brought about that? Uh, you know, I've I've seen the interviews, I've seen the I, I see the footage before, but but right now, like uh, now that you got time to reflect over it, it happened a long time ago. Uh, what what brought that about? Um, putting at uh, the top of your game. Ultimately, I think, parang I've lost my place in the band. Things uh, things became different because the more successful you become, the more people get involved. Sometimes mm. and I felt like atamina nagsasalita and they were well-meaning and all, but I couldn't really hear myself personally. Parang there were times na I felt frustrated na ako and then it would show on stage and then it wasn't fun for me anymore. So, di ba nga if if it's not fun then then why keep doing it? So yeah, I feel like I had to leave. There, there was really no other way for me. And I think, I think, I think I've done enough for the band. You know, I've written the songs and I sang for them the entire time. I played guitar as much as I could. It was just really time for something else. Was it was it a hard decision? Like, was it did it take you a few years, or was it something that you just woke up one day and was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm good. See you at the bar. Uh, like, like uh, the days or the, the the factors leading up to that decision. Yeah, it was on my mind for a while, and I do remember. I think six or eight months before I actually quit, uh, I spoke not to the band. I said because I don't feel like doing this anymore. And then they said they were ano naman. Uh, they 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 wanted to go on. So in solidarity, sabi nila, you know what, Ebe, it's a good thing we have. Let's just keep going. Let's ride it out. And you know, things might get better. But for me personally, it didn't get better. And parang pupunta na ako sa gigs, hindi na ako excited, hindi na ako masaya. And I feel like it was a disservice uh, not only to the fans, but to myself. I was just doing it because people wanted me to do it. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. You do it because you want to. You do it because you love doing it. And yeah, in fact, after I left Sugar Free, parang, uh, I think I told my family, na parang, I don't want to do this anymore. So parang, what else is out there? But unfortunately, I, I already had signed a contract with... Uh, Warner Music back then for a uh, solo album. I'm glad I did because I took, I took uh, two or three months off and then I wrote uh, 10 songs for, for an album called Dalawa Mukha ng Pag-ibig which I think to, to this very day that's my favorite album because eh, yun yung, yun yung ano eh. so now you're not with your band anymore. Can you prove to yourself that you can you can do it alone. I was never alone, of course. I had a producer, and you know, uh, musician friends. It's Francis, Francis Brew was there. Raymond, Buddy, Sancho. My gosh, uh, Jazz Nicholas, the late Ronnie Bison was on a lot of tracks. Pero I think that's the only album na kaya kong pakinggan pa ulit ulit because I had uh, you know so many wonderful memories struggling to write the songs and arrange them and present them to to the band that i picked out so for this song it's going to be kakoy and 
and body and jazz for for the next song. It's someone else. Um, that was my favorite album to record. Because parang mas nakilala ko talaga yung nakilala ko yung sarili ko. I learned the value of patience because there were lots of frustrating moments in the studio, and I didn't really know what to do anymore. How could I make this song work? But for some reason, uh, we came up with, with a collection of songs that uh, to this day I'm, I'm still very, very proud of. It's, it's one of my favorite albums as well. Uh, because again, uh, you know, the, the, just I don't know what it is, human nature or whatever you call it. But I was, uh, you know, as a fan, you know, as as a sugar free fan, I was like, oh, you know, that, that was the last time I was there when 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 you did the final show, Sadie Beast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, I'm never gonna hear these songs again. So you know, madrama ke. Uh, and then yeah. and then Frey tells me na, oh, Eb is recording uh, sa, sa tracks and whatever. I think I popped by one of your sessions, pa, and I was like, it can't be that good. But then when it came out, I was like, "Fuck, they're good." Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you, thank you. So it was, it was, it was so amazing. Nasabi ko, "Wow, this guy talaga hindi hindi na ubusan ng kanta." But then uh, it was so surprising to me that uh, again, it was it was a different phase. It, it sounded different. I knew it was, yeah, this is Ebe Dancel uh, this, uh, at at its purest. Did it also? Did there also come a time when you figured now, okay? Um, it's a wrap. Uh, I, I don't have to keep doing this. Uh, mm-hmm. did, you, did it ever dawn to you, after, especially after that first solo album? It was a technically it was a double album. It was. You had like stripped down versions uh, yeah. of the same thing, and and you know it was awesome. But did it ever appeal to you, or was there ever an idea that you know what I'm good, uh, okay na, amana? <laughs> did did that ever happen? I'm actually. I think in that place. Now, um, although I love music, I still enjoy writing songs. And without a, dba- without a doubt, when the live scene comes back, I'll be well, only be too happy to start performing again. But um, sometimes I think I've done enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, songwriting can. Sabi nga nila, songwriting is a very lonely job. Uh, you gotta do everything by yourself. And parang, I don't know with other people because parang they just, there are the Ogi Alcacids out there. Parang, song number one, Monday. Song number two, Monday night. Song number three, Tuesday morning. This keep writing and writing. For me, it can be such um, a draining process because most of what I write about is from personal experience. Uh, there are some songs that I hear like funny words from friends, but what did you say? And then I'd write it down and build a song around it. But for the most part, it's always been about my experience and, and what I've been through, especially at this point in my life. Like Maybe you shouldn't. Um, maybe you shouldn't be telling people too much about yourself. You ever get that feeling? So sometimes I have to censor myself. And parang tag of war Well, it it we're we're still glad. I remember the most recent uh when when you released your most recent single, it was our common friend Tigab, who who uh, Gab of uh, Urban Dub. He 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 messaged me. He was like, uh, bro, na tiring ng bago ni Ebe. And and I was like, oh, you have to, yeah, I'm about to listen to it. And sabi niya. Angara, uh, it, it's big band. It's it's nothing you've ever heard before. And, and then when we listened to it, I was like, yeah, dude, there's a lot going on. Uh, so I go, uh, how is he still doing this? Because I was also following. I was stalking you on your Facebook. I was like, oh, you know, he, he was in the province recently. He's getting healthy. But I think he's doing what I'm doing. Is basically just disappearing off the grid uh, as much as possible. Um, did. And you know, we noticed that change in the sound. Like, how are you different now as a songwriter compared to like many years ago? Uh, like, what do you notice about yourself? I love how you mentioned that you're not telling so much these days about yourself. You're you're not revealing too much. But how has it changed you, like, uh, like as a songwriter in general? It's more challenging because I have well, you have to choose what, uh, which parts of yourself you have to share. 
and which parts you don't want to share. And sometimes the parts you don't want to share are the more interesting parts, you know? So um, you have to figure out a way to keep your audience involved. Um, I'm quite lucky to be working with a producer who's also my manager, who's also been my friend for two decades, because Rico understands me. Like Sometimes we say two words to each other and we're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So in the studio, it's like that. He goes, Ebe, why don't you try to... And then I'd finish the sentence for him, like, do backups? And yes, exactly. Yeah, why, why don't we do that? <laughs> so he helps keep the, the fire burning uh, for me. He challenges me. Like, um, there was one time, sabi ko, I, I don't know, I don't know what to write about anymore. Sabi niya, well, it's not all about you, you know. What do you observe? What are the stories in your head? So I wrote the song, which we will be releasing um, next year. Uh, I wrote a song about a love story between two people. Pero yung, yung other person has Alzheimer's disease. So nakakalimutan, yung, nakakalimutan niya kung sino siya. So um, there's... Uh, I don't want to give away the lines, pero parang... Yung inaaba, ah, lagi kong inaabangan ang iyong paulit-ulit na pagbabalik. So, oh, wala shit. talaga yun. I don't remember you. And then, after five minutes, hey, how are you? And then, you know, uh, forget again, then you remember again. So, I'm glad I have someone like him who pushes me uh, constantly to just keep writing. Yun lang, yun lang lagi sinasabi sa akin ni Rico, eh, keep firing. Keep writing, keep recording. Especially during this time of the pandemic, now is the time to create. And that's that's what I've been doing the past couple of months. Awesome. Well, uh, again, it's all very exciting, like uh, coming to the future. But you know, I you know, as a fan, I hope you indulge me. Uh, I I do have a you know, it's it's about. Well, it is behind the song, but uh, like I mentioned a while ago, I, I do have a bunch of favorites. It's so hard to choose one. So I was hoping to lightning round you a bunch of songs uh, in your catalog, uh, go just to, to, to go through the stories. Um, Burnout. How did that come about? Uh, it's such a fan favorite. Uh, it, it actually got to a point where me being a dick, people would always approach me, oh, sugar-free galing, burnout favorite kid. I was like, you fucking moron. There are so many other great songs. <laughs> it got to that point. But you know, as, as I'm older, I'm like, oh yeah, it really is a terrific song. What, what's the story behind Burnout? Well, how did that come about? Well, I cannot tell you what the song is about exactly, but everyone thinks it's a love song when it's not. It is not a love song. That's one thing I can tell you about it. And the second thing I could... I do remember being, uh, I think we were in some rehearsal studio or at Mitch's place. And then Jal, the bassist, like got stuck in traffic or something. He didn't show up to rehearsals. So yeah. kami ni Mitch, inapos namin yung kanta, yung areglo. Ano lang, drums, <laughs> drums, guitaras, sa kabosses. And then when, when Jal came in, he's like, Oh, I guess you guys are done. So all I have to do is study the chords, right? So go, yep, basically. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's story behind burnout. Burnout. Um, unang araw, which is still to this day my all-time favorite. Uh, I also I always used to pester you about that song. Pero you know that song is so potent. Uh, I remember when I heard it when you played that Cynthia Alexander gig. Uh, I think I would, that was a few days after I broke up with a with a girl. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. Now talk about like this whole uh, grabe. The, 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 that song, like, how do you write a song like that? What was that about? Uh, well, you know, when I was younger, I used to have my heart broken lots of times. So I just started documenting stuff that I would do whenever someone would break my heart. Aimless walking. Yung, um, I, because at that time, I lived. I was still living with my family. So, mm-hmm. para they, they don't see me crying. Yung, di ba yung line na, luhay na papawi ng singhot at talukbong ng bumon. Yeah. Cover up. So, people, 
So, you know, my brothers wouldn't make fun of me because I was crying all the time. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, and it was one of the fastest songs I think that I was able to write. I got it all down in like 10 minutes without really ed- editing much. I just, even before the lyrics, even before the melody, there was like a drum beat in my head. There was two, 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 I think I was listening to a lot of Cheryl Crow that time, and I, I wanted to sound like her. I failed, of course, but it did <laughs> turn out the way it did. So, okay, na rin. Um, Insomnia, the to me the the crowning uh, single because you know so many people related to it. You know, you know that line, "Gising na ang aking nanay, gising na ang kapit bahay." Ngunit bakit ganito ang aking buhay? And I was like, maingay, that was a moment for me na... Maingay na sa bahay. Ngunit bakit malungkot ang aking buhay? Aking buhay. And I was like, yes, that's it. <laughs> the, right. The, like, like, were you really an insomniac? Uh, like, what, what was it? At one point, I was. Because there was a time talaga, I think, like, I, I think some people know that I've been diagnosed with uh, depression and anxiety. But even back then, I had the hardest time sleeping, especially when when uh, my career wouldn't take off and my album kept getting uh, you know, shelled. So I had a lot of sleepless nights. Abutin na ng ano, ng 5 a.m., 6 a.m. when my brothers, oh no, my sisters would be up, my parents would be up, they would be getting ready for school, my dad would be getting ready for work. Tapos para, lahat sila may purpose, may sense of purpose, pwera ako. I was, I'm still stuck in bed. What am I do in my life? Everyone was going somewhere. Is that for me? That's awesome. Well, there, there, there's more, of course, uh, there's more songs popping up in my head, but I, I guess that those are stories for another episode or another podcast. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. right now, I'm, I'm super excited. You mentioned a while ago that uh, that you already you're looking as far into the future as next year. You're you're working on music that you plan to release next year. What else can you uh, reveal? Uh, like what else can you tell us about? Like what's what else is keeping you busy? The day job is keeping you busy, but musically, what's what's in the horizon? Um, I do plan on signing more artists. Um, they can be you know the new ones. Or if any of my friends wanna jump ship and join join our label, that's that's sweet. Uh, but at some point, siguro, I would really have to sit down and and get back to writing, and not just writing one song every three months. Because ganon na ako ngayon. Parang parang I wanna make it an exercise. Like, okay, maybe one song a day is too ambitious for me at this point. Maybe one song a week. Then pass it on to my producer, and then someone would come back to me, and then he would say, "That's no good," or uh, "It's a work in progress." But I kind of do miss the electric guitar. I used to play electric guitar for for Sugar Free, so I don't know. After this EP that I'm making for Wide Scope, because if you listen to the songs in the EP, there's lots of strings, and yeah. there's lots of acoustic guitars. But never, never like a distorted uh, electric guitar. I kind of miss it. And, you know, I listen to Sting. Sting kasi um, had an album I forget. Basta bumalik siya sa rock sound eh. Like, I can't do that. Why can't I do that? Pabi ko blanco himself, you know, from his pyrotechnics on stage he decided why don't I just get my guitar again and go back to writing uh, the old fashioned way so I think it's something that I'm considering right now it, before the pandemic actually sinasabi ko sa mga kabanda ko like oh, this acoustic guitar uh, malapit ng i-retire to because parang I kind of miss the Electric guitar is easier to play. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. You know, it, it it especially for for someone like me, I'm not the most proficient guitar player. Uh, I know I do chords mostly, so maybe that. But to be honest, Joey, everything's up in the air right now. It's just parang ang gulugulo pa ng mundo eh. So focus now is to 
stay healthy, and try to write songs, try to help other artists as well. Awesome. Well, at least uh, you haven't disappeared because, again, like I keep mentioning a while ago, when, when you were in the province, I was sort of happy for you. I was really happy for you. I was like, wow, he's having a good time. Well, we're doing the same thing. But I was like, I do hope he still writes music. Uh, so right now, it's very exciting that uh, it's still in the cards. It's still in the plans. Uh, again, thank you so much for, for guesting on uh, Behind the Song. I, I got to invite you again because there are so many other songs that, that uh, we have to, uh, to talk about. Uh, any parting to, shots? Any other reminders that you want to, uh, to get out there? Uh, the floor is yours. Uh, yeah, guys, wear your mask. There's a rally the other day by a group saying there's no COVID. There's... Wear your mask. Okay, it's a face shield. Sige, bahala na kayo. Face shield nyo. Wear a mask. Get vaccinated. Register. We only have a few days. Vote. Vote for the people who will help us through this and uh, lead us to a better tomorrow. And uh, most of all, mga kaibigan, please take very good care of your our health and I'm talking about mental health because we are isolated most of the time uh, it's a very strange time for the world and we get frustrated we get anxious and all so please take care of yourselves awesome all right, that has been another episode of Behind the Song. Again, thank you very much to our guest, Ebe Dancel. And uh, again, don't forget uh, to support uh, his music. It's out there, uh, old and new. And of course, uh, big, big props to Big Baby Studios, to PV and Antoinette. Again, this has been another episode of Behind the Song. This is Joey D, and uh, we're out. Thank you very much.